on me. <laughs> you don't put my flame on What the hell are you doing here? Jerry, how are you? I thought you uh, were going to the movies. All right, that's it. Hand them over. What? What? You know what? The keys. I want the keys. You've lost your key privileges. Oh, come on. No, come on. What? what? I thought you went to the movie. It was sold out. Now, how was I supposed to know it was going to be sold out? That's the point. What point? Just look. Just give me the keys. Just give me another chance. Don't ask me. I'm asking you. I'm telling you. Oh, you're joking. I'm serious. It's not going to happen again. Yes, it will. Now, give me those keys. No, no. Let no. go. You let go. Come on, Stop it. Stop. Come on, Kramer. <laughs> oh, great. Okay, all right, fine. You go ahead. Take the keys. You're gonna regret this. All right, yeah. But I don't want to be a secondary character. So, Stephen, I'll give you my keys, and then you're gonna give me your keys, and I'm gonna give. Um, my keys to someone else, and I've got to give their keys, and then they've got to give you another keys. Does that make sense? You're right. How did I miss that? Yeah. <laughs> this is bloody bullshit. What? What'd you say? Oh, oh, I didn't say anything. You said something. <laughs> no? Nope. <laughs> okay, let's get on with it. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, a Seinfeld podcast, where my friend Ivan and me, Stephen, talk about the secondary characters of our favourite sitcom of all time, Seinfeld. And this week, uh, if you haven't figured it out already, by our awkward exchange, <laughs> uh, we are talking about the season three finale, The Keys. The Keys, that's right, which is a very interesting one because it's actually the part, or the first part, rather, of a three-part story arc. Yes. Um, so this continues on into the trip parts one and two, which we've already done an episode on in our season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you go back to through season one, through the archives, you'll be able to listen to this one and then you can listen to the trip. That's right. Yeah, because one or two characters from uh, the Keys come over to the trip. They do. So we talk about them as well. Yeah, no, a, uh, uh, I think the only three-episode arc. There's lots of two-episode arcs, mm. and there's lots of two-part episodes. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, the Bubble Boy and the Chiba Letters, which we've done recently as well. Yes. Uh, but I think this is the only three-parter well, from, from memory. memory. From memory, yes. For sure. Yeah, yeah. If you want to listen to past episodes that we've done, uh, you can. We are available on every podcast service, so Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Basically all of them, yeah. Spotify, we're yep. there. Uh, it would be a really big help if you uh, want to leave us a five-star review. Mm, yes, that would be great. That would be amazing. That would and, be amazing, uh, yeah. if you want to tell friends or family or anyone else who likes Seinfeld about us, that would be awesome too. Indeed. And we are also on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. And we've just released a Patreon-only episode where we talk about our top 10 episodes that we've reviewed so far. That's up right. until this point. And you can, if you donate at least $2 Australian per month, mm-hmm. you get access to that episode. That's right. And uh, mm. previous Patreon content, as well as lots of really cool, exciting future Patreon content. Oh, yes, which is coming up. Very exciting. Yes. And if you want to say hello to us or get in touch with us or give us abuse, whatever. Email bidwabaskpodcast at gmail.com. And finally, we have a website, bidwabask.com, <laughs> and we are available, finally, finally, we are available on all social media. Yes, we are. So say hello on that. On to this week's episode. Again, yes. we're talking about the keys. Yes, season three, episode 23, I believe. 23. Yes. Yes, the season finale 
of um, season. Oh, what was I going to say? The season finale. <laughs> yeah, of- yeah, geez. I had a tough day at work. That's all right. All good. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty tired. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the keys. Um, I think for me, like there were funny moments in the episode, but for me, it just kind of felt like it was setting up for the trip. Yeah. Yeah, it was just more of like a setup kind of episode for me. Yep. So for me, like I'll spoil it now. It doesn't rank in my top ten. No, not, you know, not for me either. No, not for me either. It's a pretty low ranking up. I got a few yucks out of it. I got a few like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that scene or I like this, but. Yeah, not not a strong episode. Yeah, uh, and I think throughout, the, and I think the key subplot kind of got a bit tiring by the end too. It's like it did. Oh, he's got my key. She's got mine. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like definitely, yeah. definitely outstayed its welcome. It definitely did. I think. Yeah, they probably could have moved on from it for sure. Yeah. Well, before we talk about the episode in more detail and most importantly, as secondary characters, why don't we do some Seinfeld news? Sounds good. Okay, on this week's Seinfeld news, we're back to a big one. Oh, a big one! Is it about Jerry this time? Uh, no, a big, a big amount of Seinfeld news to cover. Oh, geez, how many this week? Uh, we've got seven. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the last sort of three or four weeks, it's only been three, four, maybe five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but before that, we went through a three or four week spell, whether it was whether, where it was like five or more per per uh, per, per Seinfeld news. So I think your record was seven. Seven or eight? Yeah, yeah. I think it might have, no, it was eight. I think was it eight? Yeah, I think it was in our first. Uh, I think it was in the Little Jerry episode. Okay, I think it was like eight. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get cracking. So, first of all, it has been announced through the week that John O'Hurley, who famously plays Jay Peterman, uh, he will be playing Captain Hook in Peter Pan and Tinkerbell: A Pirate's Christmas. Ah, I read that. Yes. Yeah. Fabulous. So that's running from December thirteenth to twenty three at TPAX Polk Theatre. Uh, which is in America somewhere. I forgot to note down where it is in America. (laughs) So just look up uh, Captain Hook in Peter Pan and Tinkerbell, A Pirate's Christmas. Uh, And tickets go on sale September 21. So next week? No, the week after. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, and if you want to give us tickets and fly us over there, <laughs> feel free. Well, I'm going to America next month in October, but okay. uh, unfortunately won't be there in December. Uh, uh, I would have gone to check it out. I think you should change your trip and base it around this. <laughs> and I can watch John O'Hurley go, hook, hook, where's the hook? Dun, dun. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Steven Spielberg's hook. Yeah. You know. I haven't seen that. You never? I've never seen it. Oh, childhood favourite. I know. Hasn't really aged too well. Okay. Um, as an adult, but as a kid, that was like my number yeah. one movie. Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't watched it. Hook, hook, where's the hook? <laughs> dun, dun. And the late Bob Hoskins plays Smee. And oh. Dustin Hoffman played Captain Hook. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Very well. Right. It, it was good because Dustin was like very campy. Okay. Like he just like, he was. Ha- you can tell he was having fun with the role. Mm. You know, he was just sort of like Just playing it up. Immature, you know. Okay. He was just playing it up. Cool. It's very campy. It's I'll great. add that to my endless list of yeah. movies to watch. Yeah. You watch it one day. It'll happen. One day. One day. Uh, second bit of news: a photo was taken through the week of two baseball players. They play. They both play for the Oakland A's, which oh, is short for the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, I've seen this one. I've and, seen this picture. Yeah, yeah. And on yeah. the back of their jerseys, it says Newman and Kramer. And Kramer next to each other. That's Fabulous right. Fabulous pickup. Yeah. Fabulous. Both of their first names are Kevin, so we've got Kevin Newman and Kevin Kramer. Oh, there you go. Yep. And uh, they, because they're obviously, uh, they have the same last names as Newman and Kramer, mm-hmm. who are good mates, and yeah. these guys are good mates in real life, <laughs> and they play for the same team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And because their first names are both Kevin, uh, there's lots and lots of jokes, and there's been lots and lots of little like fun news stories about the fact that it's Newman and Kramer. Uh, apparently, the jokes go back to 2015, because that's when one of them or both of them uh, joined the Oakland A's. Uh, oh, actually, sorry, I've got it right here. So they were both picked up in the draft 
that year by that team. Yeah, cool. So, so I, someone I, was clearly in in the um, in the recruitment team. There's someone who was clearly a Seinfeld yeah, fan, yeah. and it, who saw the humor in it. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. I reckon yeah. they recruited one, and then they saw like the upcoming draft picks, and they were like, "Oh my god, there's a Kevin Kramer as well. We've got to get him." <laughs> We've got to get like, him. Oh, but he's terrible. Doesn't matter. We've got to get him for this for the jokes. Hang it's on for the jokes. This is Kenny Kramer, the <laughs> yeah. real Kramer. Oh my god, that would be even more amazing <laughs> Just, if it was yeah. Kevin Newman, some and, weird guy, and Kenny yeah. Kramer. Yeah, the real actual Kenny. The Kramer. real Kenny. The real Kenny Kramer. Yeah. yeah. He's a 68-year-old playing, you know, Major League <laughs> yeah, Baseball. Yeah. That'd be sick. Yep. Uh, actually, uh, again, I've got more notes here. Uh, they were roommates in the minors, so they were friends before joining the same team. And they're probably massive Seinfeld fans too. I, that's I would how like they, to hope so. That's how they uh, they, they gelled. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. if they weren't Seinfeld fans, they would have hated their lives because they would have been the butt of a lot of Seinfeld jokes or just a lot of yeah. Seinfeld references. Like, I can imagine them going to a house party and be like, oh, this is my mate Kevin. I'm Kevin too. And, you know, if their last names come up, someone would be like, do you guys like Seinfeld? Yeah. Or someone just goes, hello, Newman. And they're just like, oh, not again. And then Kevin Kramer slides through the door, you know, when he, when he makes entrances. It's like, oh. Just, it just reminds me of um, Office Space because one of the characters' names in that movie is uh, Michael Bolton. Yeah, that's right. And he yeah. fucking hates Michael yeah, Bolton. Yeah, because everyone thinks he's like the singer. Yeah, yeah and yeah. everyone's like, oh my God, Michael Bolton? Are you related to the singer? And he's like, no, we just happen to have the same name. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, one of his lines in that movie is like, you know, you know, I was named before before he was famous, so that guy can go fuck himself. Yeah. Something like that. He's just so off it because his whole life, or ever since Michael Bol- Bolton, you know, has been famous. I think that movie came out in ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would have been fifteen years to that point because he came out in like the mid eighties. He's just completely like he just hates Michael Bolton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I imagine I, I would like to imagine that that's what uh, Kevin Newman and Kevin Kramer's lives. Uh, well, lives are you know everyone's just like hey man do you like Seinfeld no yeah. not anymore <laughs> not anymore uh, and big credits to uh, Michael Bolton as well like lately he's he takes the piss out of himself oh does he yeah oh, yeah that's he, good. He, he you know he, he was in like uh, the Lonely Island okay remember them yeah Lonely yeah, yeah. they sung like Dick in a Box and didn't yeah they? those kind of I'm on a boat I'm on a boat yeah and Michael Bolton was in one of the video clips and he uh, kind of he kind of takes the piss out of himself right yeah who's the guy um, there's another singer uh, James Blunt. You know that song, I'm beautiful. Yeah, and I mean, which is just a garbage song. My life is brilliant. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's like a it's like you know he's a he's an easy target for just mocking because of how terrible that song is. But on Twitter and stuff, when people just give him shit, he gives himself shit. So yeah, it's good, yeah. it's good when you can be a good sport about the fact that you've released something that is much maligned. And he's more famous for you know being like laughed at rather than his actual material yeah you know you know but he's a good sport about it yeah, he's he like is. well i'm still multi-millionaire yeah and you're probably still working a job you hate so right. i've got the last laugh that's so like michael you. bolton yeah yeah he takes yeah. the piss exactly he's very self-referential yeah, yeah. no it's good yeah no, it's uh, what's your next bit of news uh so in an interview through the week with uh the associated press julia louis dreyfus jld she talked about her return to the set of veep oh so yeah she returned to set a few weeks ago we must be one of the only podcasts in the world who, who do like a running commentary on julia and veep well the last year of her life has been pretty uh, eventful oh, so there's has, been lots yes. of uh, things happening yeah uh, namely her breast cancer yeah, which course, uh, yes. happened nearly a year ago that's right yeah. September last year yeah, yeah we're like roving reporters we we're are. like rolling coverage of JLD we One, should do like a JLD podcast yeah we should <laughs> bonus Patreon episode just you know just what's JLD. happening just like monthly check-ins with JLD that's what's right what's happening in the life of JLD yeah well I, I listened I listened to Four Finger Discount the yep. Simpsons podcast mm. from uh, from Geelong yep. in Australia and um, they're starting to do Futurama podcast episodes, oh. but they're Patreon only. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. So, you know. Maybe we could do Veep. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'd probably do Curb. Yeah, we'd have to do Curb. Yeah, yeah, I need to watch Curb first. You have to, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that can be our podcast dynamic. Like you, you've already seen it, and I watch it every week. And yeah. I'm like, you know, I give my fresh take, and you oh, give nice. your more experienced take, something yeah. like that. Well, that'll give me an excuse to watch it again. Yeah, you know, I'd love to watch it again. That's true. Fab. 
Uh, anyway, so like I said, she returned to the set of Veep, which we did report on a few weeks ago. Uh, but in the interview, she said that she feels good and strong and that she has the energy and she's back to her old tricks, whatever that means. Very good. She's got a bit of a reputation for being a prankster on set. So oh, yeah. I hope yeah. she's, uh, you know, doing doing a thing. Ah, there's a thumbtack on my chair. <laughs> JLD. Yep. Uh, and in the interview as well, uh, she told uh, the interviewer that she has come out the other side of this, referring to her breast cancer diagnosis a year ago and subsequent treatment, which yeah. she's uh, come through uh, completely yeah. fine. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and she said, yeah, like I said, she's come out the other side of this and I'm still not exactly sure how to define the difference other to say that I'm grateful, of course. Uh, sorry, other to say that I'm grateful, of course, but it's more than that. It's bigger. So I think she, yeah, she's in a good spot. She's obviously feeling really positive and really humble. And uh, yeah, here's to you, JLD. We love you. Yeah, we love you, JLD. We do. Yeah. Anyway, fourth bit of news, halfway there. American Express, they have a new credit card out. It's called the American Express Centurion. (laughs) Uh, It's a very exclusive invite-only credit card, and it's made of anodized titanium, whatever the hell that is. Uh, it's titanium that's anodized. That's true. What do you think, silly? No shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the Seinfeld link being that in an episode of the latest uh, series of Comedians of Cars Getting Coffee, which came out a few months ago on Netflix, yes, uh, Jerry claims to John Mulaney, one of his guests, that he was the inspiration for the card. Oh, okay. How did that work out? Uh, What's the deal with Centurions? Well, he goes to pay for the coffee that they have in the show or the food that they eat. And uh, he pulls out a black card. And ah. I think John's like, what's that? And then oh. he goes into the story. So it's like product placement as well. Yeah. I, guess, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it was intentional. Okay. Or it might have been. But yeah. if it was, it's very subtle. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And very smooth. Oh, so it wasn't like blatant. No. I guess you'd have Jerry's credit card number and someone could just pause it and take it down. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember the actual scene, even though I've watched the uh, new series of Comedians. But uh, um, it, he asked John, do you know where they got this uh, idea for the black card? And then he points to himself and he says, me. Oh, there you go. Yeah, So. Yeah, yeah. As Jerry yeah. tells it, uh, he used to do American Express ads back in the 90s in America. He did, yes. You can find them on YouTube, actually. Um, and uh, a, a member of the crew on the ads actually asked him if he had a black credit card. Um, and the, the crew member said, there's only three in the world. Uh, the Sultan of Brunei has one. Oh, wow. The president of American Express has one. And uh, I thought you, being Jerry, would have the third one. Yeah. Uh, Jerry took it seriously, but it turned out to be a joke. But, oh, um, so he didn't have the third card. Uh, well, no, no. So the crew member was sort of half joking, like oh, you oh. Know, the Sultan of Brunei, the president of American Express, and, and, and you, you being, yeah. you know, comedy, well, celebrity royalty. Yeah. Surely you would have one. Yeah, yeah. And also yeah, being yeah. a spokesman for the uh, for the for the company. Um, but apparently, the next day, Jerry didn't realize initially that it was, you know, supposed to be a bit of a joke at his expense. Uh, but he called up the president of American Express and. Uh, you know, he asked for one, but then the president of American Express said, oh, they don't exist. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, but in 1999, so that happened in the mid-90s when Seinfeld was still airing, but in 1999, uh, when they did actually release uh, the card, Jerry got the first one, which is the one that you see in Comedians. Nice. So, uh, yeah, so he was, he, <laughs> I don't know if it's official, but he he claims that he's the inspiration for the black card. Oh, he probably is. Sounds yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. So, the card itself, uh, and I will wrap this up because I've been crapping on about credit cards for <laughs> a few minutes. But, I don't um, have a credit card. So, okay. Yeah. That's, that's probably a wise move. Yeah. I got rid of mine a long time ago. Oh, very good. Yep. After paying way too much interest. Yeah. I, I've got the old school mentality. It's like, yep. if you don't have the money, you can't afford it. Yeah, that's you know, it. That's my kind of thing. That's it. Yeah. Uh, the card itself uh, apparently has magical fucking properties. What, what's the limit? Like $80 million? There's no credit limit on it. Okay. There's a $7,500 initiation fee. Okay. Uh, there's Jerry just pulls it out of his back pocket. Yeah. Spare change. There's $2,500 uh, a year 
just annual to, fee. To annual fee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you need to spend at least 250k a year to remain eligible. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, one cardholder in the early 2000s, he or she or they wanted uh, the horse that Kevin Costner rode in uh, Dances with Wolves. Oh, okay. So American Express found the horse in Mexico. <laughs> I don't know how they located it and transported it from Mexico to Europe. No way. Because this cardholder was so rich and just extra that he wanted it and he got it. Okay. And apparently another person in Europe, another rich person in Europe, uh, his kid wanted uh, sand from the Dead Sea, specifically from the Dead Sea for a school experiment. Nice. So this guy rang American Express and said, my kid wants sand from the Dead Sea. And like a week later, it turned up at his door. Well, it's very lucky the guy who asked for the horse from Dances with Wolves didn't ask for like one of the boats from Waterworld or something. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is worth nothing. <laughs> I could I could get out an American Express card and call up that and they're like, Yeah mate, take it. Yeah, it's probably yeah. a bonus sign up offer. It's like yeah. if you sign up today, you'll get a, a set piece from Waterworld. From Waterworld. No one signs up. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> How are we gonna offload this now? Another set piece from the postman as well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> actually, I wouldn't mind a um a baseball bat from Field of Dreams. I'd, oh yeah, I'd, I'd actually prize that. Yeah, no. good good flim. Yeah, good one. Anyway, enough Kevin Costner bashing. Yeah. Uh, almost finished Seinfeld news. So uh, again through the week, Jerry Seinfeld, as he has been uh, doing quite a lot over the last year since he's gotten uh, back into the full swing of stand up, he performed a surprise set at the Westside Comedy Club in New York City. Uh, it was announced on Twitter on the day. I think it was last Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Uh, he announced at 8.15 p.m. that he was going to be there at 8.30 p.m. So, he was already on route or maybe already there. Nice. Uh, and the one of the comedians performing on the night, just a sort of an amateur or, uh, 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 you know, not a high-profile pro- high, high comedian. Yeah. His name is Jeffrey Gurian. Uh-huh. He stated that before Jerry turned up, there were just a few sort of, you know, a few fans there sitting in uh, in the crowd. And how did the crowd swell? How much did they swell by? Well, he said, that, he said that he uh, said that at about eight twenty, so five minutes after Jerry announced it on Twitter, there was already a line down the street. Oh yeah, yep. And uh, he he performed before Jerry, even yep. though he said to Jerry, "Hey, you can go first because all of your fans are here to see you." But Jerry's like, "No, no, you go." And uh, luckily, he adjusted some of the topics in his set. Um, just sort of on the fly, just out of instinct. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I, I haven't noted down what he what he was going. Oh, to Oh, this talk was about. Jeffrey that was doing Jeffrey, it. not yeah, Jerry. Yeah. Yep, cousin Jeffrey and cousin Jeffrey. Yeah, that's you right. Know, he works for the Parks Department <laughs> during does. the day, and then he came to to do stand up at night. <laughs> Jerry, he moonlights as a comedian. Yeah, exactly. Hello, right. and Uncle Leo's in the crowd. Hello, this is my son, Jeffrey. <laughs> this is my son. By day, he's at the Parks Department. At night, he's a stand-up comedian. <laughs> just moved. like you, Jerry. Just like you, Jerry. <laughs> uh, but apparently, Jerry performed a set for about an hour, and then he did a Q&A. Nice. And, uh, fans lapped it up. Very good. Yep. Uh, two more facts. Two more facts. Two more bits of news. Two more bits of news. Uh, this is the final one related to Seinfeld. So, there is a really good podcast, and I've listened to a few episodes, and it's called Little Known Facts. And it's a celebrity interview podcast, and it's hosted by the excellent Alana Levine. Uh-huh. Uh, and this week she has an episode with Jason Alexander on it. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's a really long conversation. It goes for nearly two hours. Oh, wow. Uh, and in it, he opens up about his childhood, his theatre career, his time on Seinfeld, obviously, uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. He gets political, he gets personal. Yeah. It's really, really good. He's very politically active, Jason. He is. Yeah, yeah. yeah he supports yeah. a lot of causes and he donates a lot. He's yeah. very, um, very vocal, very mm, opinionated. Indeed. Yep. Uh, and finally, this isn't Seinfeld related, but I figure it's uh, it's worthwhile including, given the fact that in uh, this ep- this week's episode, the keys 
it does feature a little cameo of Kramer in Murphy Brown. Yeah, that's right. The new series of Murphy Brown will actually premiere on September 27 on CBS. On CBS. That's in the States. I'm not sure about uh, other territories. Netflix, Netflix, Um, Netflix. I don't think it is a Netflix series. No. um, Being on CBS. Yeah. So, but, you know, I'm sure if you dig around, you can find it. Yeah, who knows? And that's all the Seinfeld news for the week. Very good, Stephen. When we come back, we're talking about the season three finale, The Keys, and some secondary characters who don't actually have any names. (laughs) There's except Biker. Yeah, except, yeah, that's Kramer's girlfriend, yeah. There's Jerry's girlfriend, there's Biker, there's Trucker, and there's Hippie 1 from The Trip, and Hippie 2. You notice they're all in different modes of transport. They're in a van, a yeah. motorbike, a truck, yeah. and their girlfriends. He takes planes, trains, and automobiles to go to He Los literally Angeles. does. All, except minus the planes. But yeah. yeah, and add a motorbike. But yeah. Um, yeah, so Kramer is John Candy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry Steve Martin, <laughs> somehow. Anyway, we'll have a quick break and we'll come back. From Mongolia to Melbourne, you're on Bidwabask. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Seinfeld fans. We've got lots of really cool things we're planning for Bidwabask in the future. That's right. We're growing and evolving. And to help us in that process, we're asking you to take literally two minutes to answer a really small survey that we've set up. That's right. If you head to the link that's in our show notes of the podcast, we'd really, really appreciate it. We sure would. And uh, thanks so much for your support. And now on to this week's episode. Welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. This week, we are talking about The Keys, the season three finale, and uh, I've just taken you through a roller coaster of Seinfeld news. Yeah, I know. And you, Murphy you Brown news at the end. Yeah, you had quite a bit uh, this week. That's right. You did well. Uh, why don't we get straight into it? So, take us through a synopsis, Ivan. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> First aired in the US, May 16, 1992, directed by Tom Sharones, written by Larry Charles. As I did mention at the beginning of the episode, it is the season three finale, as well as the first episode of a three-part story arc, followed by season four, uh, The Trip, parts one and two. Yep. Uh, they're episodes one and two. I uh, yes. I watched TV last night, and I really I don't own a TV. <laughs> I watch TV. I watch TV. <laughs> I'm special. No, I don't own a TV, and I I rarely get to watch it, so I don't really know what's happening in commercial TV these days. Yeah, you don't. You're not missing out. <laughs> well, uh, I I was at my girlfriend's house and. We're not there as often as she is at my house. And uh, we were just going to eat dinner. And she's like, let's watch some TV. Turn it on. Bang. Seinfeld. You know what episodes? Oh, which ones? Trips part one and two. Beautiful. Perfect. Was that Channel... No, this Channel 7 have the rights, yeah. Channel 7, yeah, here in Australia. It used to be Channel 7. It feels weird. Like, when I saw it was Channel 7, it was like, coming up, Seinfeld. Like a Seinfeld... uh, I think there was four episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it said Channel 7. I'm like, what? Yeah, I know. When did that happen? I remember Channel 10, 7 o'clock weeknights. Channel 10 was always Simpsons. The Simpsons at 6, Neighbours at 6.30. And Seinfeld at 7. And then Seinfeld at 7, yeah. That's that's your, your, you know, programming trifecta right there. Yeah, that was gold back in the day. So, at some point between when I stopped watching TV a long time ago and last night, Channel 7 took over the rights. Anyway, synopsis. Yes. Uh, yeah, but th- those are the good times. Those are the days, right? In a montage, <laughs> Before the dark times. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Bloody internet. Uh, in a montage of incidents, uh, Jerry returns home only to find that Kramer has overstayed his welcome. He had been using the spare set of keys Jerry had left with him. Exasperated, Jerry demands his spare keys back. The loss of the keys makes Kramer first rueful and then philosophically resigned. Yeah, he seems pretty uh, serene, you know. He does. The next morning, he's like, no, I realised I don't need the keys. I made a mistake. Yeah, I think it was quite... um, It was the wake-up call I think it was quite freeing for him. Yeah, I think it was. He just felt very... And it gave him him the space to fully explore his yearning. His yearning. Do you have a yearn? I crave. (laughs) (laughs) Crave all the time. (laughs) Crave all the time. (laughs) 
So, do you have a job? No. <laughs> any women? No. <laughs> do you have any prospects in the future at all? No. Do you have anything on the horizon? Do you have anything? No. no. Do you have any reason to get up in the morning? I like to read the daily news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's really reaching for some yeah, reason to yeah. just even exist. It's like, I like to read the daily news. We have to become adults. We have to be men, not little boys. And George is like, why? <laughs> like, yeah. I love the prospect of growing up and like having some responsibility just terrifying George. He's like, what? I just like, want to live at home with no job and no women and just read the newspaper. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's enough it. to get me through the day. That's it. Um, disturbed by the change in him, Jerry tries to give the keys back, but Kramer refuses. He then takes off for California to follow his dream of becoming an actor after he's unable to persuade George to join him in that scene in Monks. Jerry gives his spare key to Elaine. Soon after, he desperately needs them and goes to Elaine's apartment with George, who has the spare keys to her place, to search for his spare set. While there, they find Elaine's writing project for an episode of Murphy Brown. Oh, why did you read my personal things? You think it's funny? <laughs> it's the first draft. Um, while there, they find Elaine's writing project, as I mentioned, for Murphy Brown, and they read and laugh. As they read and laugh over it, Elaine walks in. Despite their positive assessment of her script, she screams at them to leave because they've invaded her privacy. Jerry's unable to locate Kramer to make amends. One night, while watching Murphy Brown with Elaine, Jerry sees Kramer in a bit part on Murphy Brown as Murphy's new secretary, Stephen Snell. <laughs> Snell. I love uh, I love Kramer's like sort of like little cheeky smile as his type. Yeah, it's like. Yes. <laughs> and some secondary characters in this episode, Stephen, and Newman, he's in one scene. Don't be coy with me, Newman. I'm not in the mood. Help, help. <laughs> I have witnesses. Don't hit me. Don't beat me up. I have witnesses. George, turn around. <laughs> George. <laughs> I like that scene. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, also, uh, other characters, Ricky Dean Logan, he plays hippie number one. He asked Kramer if he's killed a man. Of and, course. Yeah. You think these hands are clean? Yeah, he thinks these <laughs> These ivory, <laughs> in ivory. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Maud Winchester, he plays hippie number, or she plays rather hippie number two. Uh, Sharon Barr is the trucker. Eric Allen Kramer. Funnily enough, that's huh. his name. Uh, he's the biker. He's probably related to Kevin as well. Hopefully. <laughs> and Kenny. Uh, Nina Tremblay plays Jerry's girlfriend. Heather James plays... What's the name of... Oh, no. Sorry. Heather James is the waitress at Monks. C.K. Stiefel. She plays Kramer's girlfriend named... Was it Gucci. Gucci. Gucci, that's right. Uh, she's credited as Carissa Channing in this episode. The okay. actress. Uh, and Candace Bergen plays Murphy Brown. Hang on. So Carissa Channing is the actress or that's no, her character name? No, 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 no. So um, the actress is, is named... Her, her name is C.K. Stiefel. Right. She plays Gucci. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in at the time when the episode was done, her credits were, uh, her actress credit was Carissa Channing. Oh, right. Yeah. So she changed her performance name or her stage That's name right. at some point. That's right. To CK Stiefel, yes. Gotcha. Uh, and Candace Bergen makes a cameo as uh, Murphy Brown. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Trivia about the episode, Stephen. What have you got? Uh, to start off, what do we have? Let me bring it up in my notes that are all disorganized. Uh, the Keys was the final episode that was filmed before the birth of JLD's son. That's correct. Yes, she was pregnant with her first son Henry and uh, throughout the episode she hides her belly behind various props that's right Yeah, and uh, she wasn't in the trips part one and two and I think for episode three and maybe four of season four she only had really small bit parts that's right yes uh, because uh, she was still pregnant at the time yeah very heavily pregnant oh no 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 sorry she wasn't pregnant she was on leave 
yeah. I think, after the birth of her yeah, son. Yeah, that's right. Maternity leave. That's yeah, right. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I think by about episode five or six of season four, she's back into the back into the full swing of things. Indeed, yes. Yep. And she's in some very excellent subplots in season four, oh. which is a fantastic season. Yeah, someone say the peak. Exactly. Now, Stephen, when uh, Jerry calls Kramer's mum, do you recognise the music in the background? Uh, I can't remember it. That was from Pagliacci. And that was the same, uh, bef- or the same tune that was in the opera from season four, which we did an episode about. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, didn't that's, even occur that's, to me. That's the same, uh, the same piece huh. from Pagliacci. And as a thank you uh, for Murphy or for Candace appearing as Murphy Brown in the uh, the final scene of this episode, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld appeared in a show called Diane's English, which was no, no, no. The ep- the show was called Love and War, but it was written by Diane English. Oh, the right, Murphy sorry, the way I've typed <laughs> yeah. it. So I, I've written English. Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> later appeared on Diane English's. Oh, no, I just that's misread okay. my own typing. Oh no, that's fine. No, no, the, the creator of Murphy Brown, her name was Diane English. Right. Um. Yeah. And Larry, so she had a show called Love and War. Love and War. Yeah. And uh, in the episode. A script for Seinfeld is found at the Blue Shamrock restaurant, which is like the main setting of the show. Okay. Uh, And the main plot involved uh, in the script involved Kramer sleeping with Elaine. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That, um, so one customer finds it and they read it and they're like, wow. That's, that's, uh, that's a pretty interesting potential plot. Yeah, that, that would never happen. But huh. uh, yeah, hmm. Kramer sleeps with Elaine. And uh, the joke, uh, actually, I'll let you take this one. Do you have it? The oh. joke about I'm from Wichita? Uh, oh no! I okay. don't have that one. No. Right. No. So uh, at the start, when Jerry, when you first introduced to Jerry's girlfriend, uh, when they're you know trying to get in the door to escape the imaginary murderer, uh, he's like, you know, do you ever pretend that there's a murderer, you know, coming yeah, after yeah, you and yeah. blah blah blah? And she goes, I'm from Wichita. And she goes, she goes, yeah. no, no, I'm from Wichita. Yeah, yeah. What's that mean? Implying that Wichita's a you know a pretty quiet town, and it is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, apparently that it's been alleged that this is a reference to the fact that Wichita was once terrorized by one of the most notorious serial killers. Of the 20th century, the BT- BTK killer. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Jeez. So, although BTK was uh, indeed conducting his murders before and after the airing of the S episode in 1992, the Wichita murder spree did not enter into the national consciousness until BTK's identity was finally revealed upon his arrest and conviction in 2005. Wow. Yep. Okay. There you go. So, that's the reference. Yeah. Oh, so, nice. apparently no one in 1992 would have connected uh, the I'm from Wichita comment to uh, BTK because of this, um, you know, because of the the fact that it was such a low-profile serial killer. Yeah, crazy. So, there you go. A couple more bits of trivia that I have, Steve. Um, C.K. Stiefel, the, the actress who played Gucci, uh, she makes another appearance in Seinfeld in a later episode, Season five's The Cigar Store Indian. She plays George's love interest, Sylvia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, but oh. you only see her in this episode for, like, 10 seconds. She doesn't, seconds. Even, she doesn't even say anything. No, she doesn't. So, no. You know. Yeah. But yeah, it's very interesting. And uh, I've got a one about Murphy Brown itself. Okay. So the episode, it spoofs an actual, like a running gag in the show. I never watched Murphy Brown, so I didn't know this existed. I used to watch it when I was a kid, but I can't remember a lot of it. Fair I can't remember enough. a lot of like the, the, the finer details. Okay. Well, one of the running gags in Murphy Brown was uh, Murphy would meet her new secretary and then fire them. Oh. Um, but instead of firing Kramer's character, Stephen Snell, Murphy says that she has a very good feeling about him. <laughs> Which is uh, kind of ironic because he's probably the biggest disaster of, a, <laughs> yeah. of an employee anyone could ever have. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I know, that, that was pretty cool. Like I, like I said, I've never oh. seen, I've never watched Murphy Brown, so I didn't know that was one of the gags, but that was one of the gags in the show. Okay. They'll probably do it again for the uh, the new season. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, they've got to they've got to do the fan service and, you know, keep the uh, old running gags in the show. Of course. Uh, no doubt I'll probably be crapping <laughs> on about the new series of Murphy Brown when it comes out in a couple of weeks. Exactly. I've got notes on 
four or five of the characters. Uh, what have you got, Steve? Uh, I've got notes on, well, six. Okay. Well, five, five, including Newman, who we have covered. But, oh, you know, yeah. We'll talk about him in the context of this episode, <laughs> yeah. I guess. And his atrocious haircut. And his atrocious haircut. <laughs> well, why that, don't we... That flat top haircut. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no major secondary characters in this episode, um, normally start we start when we do an episode, we do like the more popular ones yeah. and then we work our way down to the ones that might be just in one scene or you know in the background or something. Uh, but because everyone appears... Uh, you know, for little amounts of time in this episode, why don't we just do order of appearance? Okay. Cool. Uh, so I guess we'll start with Jerry's episode girlfriend. Yeah, played by actress Nina Tremblay. She's known for appearing in Another World and The Hustler of Money. Uh, and funnily enough, Stephen, she only has four acting credits to her name. And her role in Seinfeld was her last role. Huh. Uh, I don't know. I think she's still alive. I haven't seen... I didn't see uh, on her IMDb page if she passed away or yeah. whatever. Maybe she just gave up on acting. She tried it and yep. she had enough. Didn't like it. Yeah. She went back to Wichita. Yeah, exactly. She's very... Um, I like her character. Very self-deprecating and obviously yeah. on the same level as Jerry. She you gets know. his sense of humour. Yeah, even though yeah, yeah. Oh, I, no, the murder is coming. Quick, yeah. quick, quick. I, I I picked up that as well, where she wasn't like what, like what are you talking about? Yeah, like yeah. she she was completely in on the joke from the from the start. Yeah. Um. So I think that she mo- recently moved to New York City. Okay. Right. Because maybe she didn't fit into. I think her her mentality, her state of mind, her humor, like what she wants out of life, and who she is, is more suited to somewhere like NYC to to Wichita, which. Although is a major city, I believe, in Kansas. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if it's the capital, but it is like a bigger city yeah. in Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, is not as uh, there's not a lot happening there compared to NYC. Of so course. I think maybe she just wanted, you know, bigger, just a bigger city with more going on, more culture, yeah. more more activities, more you know, more weirdos. Just you know, uh, uh, a bigger bigger part of life, I guess. <laughs> bigger part of life, seeing you know the Big Apple. That's, That's right. That's kind of like we talked about in the dog last week when Elaine moved from Baltimore. Yeah, you know, she was in New York for six years. She yep. wanted to probably chase something bigger. You know, True. she wanted to become like a writer. And True. in this episode, you know, she writes Elaine writes the Murphy Brown script, and she probably wants to have a go at writing screenplays. Yeah, you know, it wasn't actually until like I've always remembered the the Elaine, you know, wanting to write Murphy Brown scripts, but it never occurred to me before I watched it. I think today or yesterday in preparation for the podcast that it's perfectly in line with her being a an editor yeah you know and a copywriter in 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 the series hang on has she ever been a copywriter i think she was yeah yeah she was a copywriter and then an editor yeah yeah um and then a ceo <laughs> for Perf- peterman yeah yeah perfectly yeah. perfectly lines up with her wanting to be a writer yeah and that yeah. never occurred to me <laughs> and it's i think it's the only time that they've ever explored explored her desires to be a writer yeah you know which i'm surprised they didn't do more because i mean she's intelligent she's creative she works in writing yeah um yeah, it just those two things just never joined up in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's perfectly logical. Yeah, and in case you're wondering, Jerry's girlfriend surely she's got a name in this episode. No, she doesn't. She's literally credited as Jerry's girlfriend. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. find a credit on IMDb or Wikipedia. No, uh, and I even went to SeinfeldScripts.com, and sometimes they'll have like obscure character names yeah. in there because yeah. they're just a copy of the original script. And sometimes they could be like in jokes, yeah, and stuff as well. But it just yeah. said it just said girlfriend. Yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, so if it's it. not on Seinfeld Scripts, does not exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, she's very fun loving gal and uh yeah probably obviously moved from wichita to, to new york to experience bigger things met jerry and uh yep you know looks like they don't see each other again i don't no. think kramer was the straw that broke the camel's back but yeah they'll I probably think, break up a bit later i think uh you know with with jerry going to la to find kramer um i think he just would have gotten distracted probably. it's not like these days yeah. where you can still have a busy life but keep in touch with someone via text or, yeah you know i think he just would have sort of not forgotten about it but she would have been, you know, after Kramer goes off and Jerry's trying to resolve that issue, I think she would have just been prioritised lower and then eventually, you know, sort of forgotten about. Yeah. So I don't think he would have eventually, like, 
intentionally broken up with her. No. I think she just sort of got left by the wayside because of what was going on with Kramer. That makes sense, yeah. So anyway, next character. Gucci. Oh, yeah. I didn't have her acting credits. Okay. Do you, do you have them? No, I don't even have <laughs> Oh, it. no, sorry. I, I mean, I, of course, I mentioned her name earlier. <laughs> when I, I, did d- I don't have line. any notes on uh, any of the actresses. She's played, she's played by C.K. Stiefel, uh, but in this episode, she was credited as Carissa Channing. I didn't get any of her credits. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, there's nothing really to say no, about, I, about I, Gucci. I, I think she would have been a fling with Kramer. Yeah. I mean, as most of his romances are. None of yeah. them are very long-lasting. But isn't that disgusting? Like, you, when you see that montage... You know, of Kramer using Jerry's apartment. First of all, he sneaks in at night yep. when Jerry's like walking to get something to drink and Kramer's in the dark mm. and then he gets shit scared. Yep. And then the next scene, he's using Jerry's bath and he's mm-hmm. nude yep. and he uses his towel to like dry himself. <laughs> I love how Kramer just throws a towel and he's like, here, here you go. Yeah, here like, you go. <laughs> <laughs> Is that my towel? He's just like, here you go. I'd burn that towel. Yeah. And, and the third scene is Kramer either. During oh, coi- during coitus or maybe coitus. pre-coitus, you know, fu- with they're Gucci. fucking, yeah, yeah, and then it's like in Jerry's bed. Well, I think I think, I think that's like, that's I think they've I think they've finished because they yeah. sort of like come out yeah, like yeah. giggling and stuff. So I think they've uh, they've finished and gotten dressed. But that's 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 like come on, you can't do that in someone's bed. It can be fun. <laughs> I've what? had that done to me years ago. What like, a sneaky one in someone's bed? Uh, well, in my bed. <laughs> oh, all right. So well, I've 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 I've. I've been on both ends of that situation so <laughs> what maybe- are you doing here that's it i want your key yeah <laughs> that's it yeah no about 10 or 12 years ago like an ex-girlfriend we used to live with her sister and uh we were out and we were like somewhere out and we came home and uh her her, her sister and her sister's boyfriend we we heard something coming from our room and we thought it was the dog right we opened the door and they were mid going mid, at it mid coitus and uh, I made them wash the sheets in front of me. I'm like, you were pulling the sheets off my bed and you were throwing them in the washing machine and I'm washing, watching you wash them. No stains. No stains. <laughs> and I made them change the linen like in front of me. I, I felt like a like a teacher, you know, like punishing well, a student. Well, it's your bed. You yeah, yeah, yeah. It. I was very bothered by it. Of but course. after about a week, you sort of just laugh about it. Like, yeah, yeah whatever. It's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, moving on. The next character to appear is the motorbike rider. Yes, who I loved his character. I like him as well. A lot. Played by Eric Allen Kramer. He's known for appearing in Good Luck Charlie, American Pie the Wedding, and you love Robin Hood Men in Tights. I do. He plays Little John. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't even... Wait, you don't see his face, so you don't know. Oh, no, no, but he plays yeah. Little John. I know, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying, like, I, I think I would have picked that if uh, if you saw his face. Yeah. And him and Carrie Earls, you know, he's at the bridge. Yep. He's like, you got to pay the toll. I can't swim. He can't swim, and it's like an inch of water. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you could easily just, like, walk around it. Yeah, <laughs> I, love, I love uh, how Robin's just like, like, what are you going on about? Yeah. He's like, I can't swim, I'm drowning. And then they have the jewel with the stick, and yeah. then the stick keeps breaking. <laughs> and he, like, just whacks him on the knuckles, and he's like, ow. Yeah. My favorite line so in that when he's so like, good. you know, like is when uh, when Robin and and Blinken and um, Achu come up to uh, come up to the to the bridge, and you know, Little John's standing there menacing, yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. really imposing. And then um, he goes up and he's like, you know, they have a bit of an exchange, and he goes, because if you don't pay no tolls, then we don't have no rolls. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. If you don't pay no tolls, then we can't eat no rolls. Yeah. And he's like, I made that up myself. I made that up <laughs> he's really myself. proud. And, yeah. And yeah. and. Uh, and <laughs> Robin's just like it's very good, <laughs> like patronising him. Like, yeah, yes. But when I, when I read his credits, oh, I'm like, so he's good. the same actor. But you wow. don't see his face in this one, so you wouldn't yeah. tell. Oh, tell. That's that's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. I like him even more now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, he was just great. Like he just explains, yeah, I was in an accident, 
I was going down the same road and I fell a hundred feet, going broke every speed. bone in my face. Yep. <laughs> you know, he's just explaining it. He's like a Mary Cantati for me. Yep. You know, he's like a minute and yep. he's just great. But every great word character. is gold. Yeah, every word's gold. Yeah, no, loved I really him. loved him, him as well. Loved him. Yeah, so yeah. Can, I couldn't figure out because there's a, a clear shot of a city when they're riding along the road. That's LA. Are they? They're in LA. They're in LA. That's that's up in the hills there. Yeah. Oh, okay. But in the next scene, Kramer's in the van with the stoners, with the hippies, implying that he's still on his way to LA. Oh. Or do you think he's maybe just driving around LA with the stoners? We'll talk about that when we get to the stoners. I don't know. I like to me that looked like Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, that's what know. I thought yeah, as well because yeah, it's like it, it it looks really similar. Yeah, it does. Uh, if you know, let us know. Yeah, you, we have. No I don't idea. if you're from LA or if. You well, know. I'm, I'm going to LA. Okay. I like in October. I don't I, think. I don't I want you to find exactly where that scene was shot. Take a photo and be like, "Yep." I'll put a Google map pin on it and be like, here, Stephen, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. I'm right here where the biker and, uh, and Kramer I were. I just spent a whole day trying to find this fucking <laughs> angle, but I finally found it just for you. Thanks. Thanks, Kramer. Uh, Kramer. I was about to call you Kramer. Yeah, Thanks, Ivan. I'm going to have a lot of Seinfeldisms. Yeah. When I, I'm going to put them up on our on our uh, Twitter page, Facebook, Instagram. Oh. A lot of... When I see Seinfeld stuff in the US... I'm going to be so jealous. Be all over it. It's too bad I won't be going to New York, though. Oh, that's right. I would have gone to Monks. Yeah, well... Or, yeah, you know, but maybe um, we'll go there together. Yeah, we'll do a podcast. Tom's from restaurant. Yeah, Tom's restaurant. We'll do a hundredth yeah. ep- episode at the the heartland of of Seinfeld. That's coming up in two seasons' time. That's true. Hundredth episode. That's true. Yes. Uh, yeah. So my theory about him, and we'll just call him the writer. The writer. Uh, he's, he's credited as a biker. Biker. Okay. Biker. biker. Yep. I think he's a bit of a vagabond. I think he rides around, you know, America quite a lot. I think he's uh, a big fan of the open road. Oh, he is. I don't think he's, uh, you know, got kids or a wife no. or anything that would time down a mortgage. I think he's just a, a bit of a free spirit. I think he's, a, yeah. yeah, he's very. I think he's got a lot of perseverance and toughness because he mentions that the doctor said he'd never walk again. Yep. And he's like, and he never ride a bike again. And he's like, nah, fuck it, I'm riding. Yep. You know. And a year later, he comes out of a coma. Yeah. His uh, yeah. his his fucked face is recovered. Yeah. And uh, here he is, you know. But now he wears a helmet. Yeah. He's from his mistakes, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's, he he's wearing a helmet. Kramer doesn't wear a helmet, though, yep. ironically enough. But no, he's he's kind of like the doctors said this. But I'm like, no, nah, yep. I'm standing on my own two feet. Yep, I'm doing what I want. Yeah, yeah. definitely. He's got a lot of uh, mental uh, resilience, mental and physical yeah. resilience as well. He does. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. But I can imagine him like you know riding all over the US, sort of indulging in that. US romantic dream of like getting on the open road and I, I find that very like a very American thing maybe he was on the way to somewhere yeah. maybe he was passing through LA to go somewhere else yeah and then you know, he, and maybe Kramer's down like, Mexico or something maybe and then Kramer's like hey you, you're heading towards LA yeah I'm, I'm going towards LA yeah, and then, yeah. yeah I just I just imagine him to be sort of like a, a free spirit free spirited travel like a Jack Kerouac sort of character maybe um, yeah but on a motorbike yeah yeah, yeah, I loved so, his character. He was yeah, great. He was awesome. Yeah. Uh, next character to appear is Newman, and we all know about Newman. Played by Wayne Knight. No, you can listen to our Newman episode. <laughs> yeah, that's all the way back in season one. But that haircut, though. Yeah. It's like a flat top haircut. Yeah. It's, Very weird. It's a bit, uh, a bit weird. The um, I thought that this was a bit of a not unique, but a bit of a different uh Newman scene. Even though there's obviously a bit of tension between him and Jerry, yeah. which is pretty normal. And you, you get the uh, hello Newman. Yeah, but just like the fast paced scripting, when he's like, you know, what does he say? What does Jerry say? You said it. Before. It's like, have you seen Where's Kramer? Yeah, and he like, goes, I can't remember what he said. Yeah. When, when he's like, help, help. I don't know. It just seemed like it almost seemed like a theatrical performance. Yeah, they were trying to like so one fast, up each other. It and it was so like, where, where's Kramer Newman? And yep. he goes, oh, and I can't tell. Don't be coy with me, Newman. I'm not in the mood. Help, help. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I like the. It's little like change. you wouldn't hurt me, Jerry. I've got witnesses. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and and George, Jerry goes. Up. Jerry goes. Is he being coy, George? And George is like, yes, he's being coy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's no, coy. I really, I really like the exchange between those three in that little scene. Yeah, it's good. Yep. And, uh, and Jerry actually punches the wall. 
He does. He's like, don't mess with me. Where's yeah. Kramer? And that's when, uh, that's when. And then Newman, Newman grabs Elaine. Business. Yeah. And do you notice when Newman grabs Elaine, he keeps holding onto her. Yeah. Like he doesn't let go. He's like, oh, they're trying to beat me up. And then George's like, we're not trying to beat you up. Mm. And then he's like, still holding Elaine. Yeah, because he's got like an oh, obsession he, with Elaine. He's got feelings for so her. So he's like, he's like still holding her like the whole time. It's a bit creepy. Yeah, it's very creepy. I noticed Ooh. that when I watched it again. I'm like, hmm, that's a bit. Creepy. I didn't notice that. Yeah. But if I rewatch the episode, I'll pay attention yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, it's creepy. I want to know where Kramer is, and I want to know now. All right, go ahead and hit me, Seinfeld. I got witnesses. Turn around, George. <laughs> George. No, you better know where Kramer is. Or we're gonna have to do this the hard way. Help! Help! Where's Kramer? Uh, next. Well, characters to appear are Hippie 1 and 2. I call them Stoner and Stoner Chick. But they're they're credited they're, as Hippies 1 and 2. That's interchangeable. Yeah. <laughs> stoner, Hippie, same thing. So Hippie 1, he's the guy who says, yeah, Kramer, you ever killed a man? He's played right. He's like the uh, Point Break County Reeves-esque yeah. kind of character. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, dude. Yeah. Uh, played by Ricky Dean Logan. Uh, Ricky's known for his acclaimed performance in the 2016 horror short film Psychotherapy, which oh, okay. uh, won a lot of awards, uh, a lot of film festival cre- awards as well. All right. A short horror film, 10 minutes long. Yeah, he was one of the main characters, and uh, he did pretty well, apparently. Okay. Uh, he also appeared in Back to the Future 2 and Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Back to the Future 2. Do you have who he was in Back to the Future nah. 2? Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, I think he is a bit of a... Mm, I think he's a psychopath. He's a psychopath. Because he goes, you know what I'd do if that ogre did that to me? I'd pull out my knife and I'd stab him. Yeah. You and know, Kramer's I'd just cut like, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when Kramer's like, shit, I better get out. Yeah. I better get out of the van. <laughs> yeah. God where are you going? It. Where are you going to stay with us, Kramer? And that's where Hippie 2 comes in. That's right. And uh, she's like, you know, you've seen so much of the world, Kramer. You yeah. need to teach us. <laughs> yeah. She's played by uh, Maud Winchester. And you're probably wondering, Maud Winchester, wasn't that an actress you spoke about a while ago? Yes. Guess who she plays in The Stakeout? Elaine's uh, friend, Pamela. Oh, yeah. Yes. Wow. Maud Winchester. Because huh. that name came up and I said, she sounds familiar. I Maud think we Winchester. Spoke about okay, you've got a really good memory. Yeah. I've got a garbage memory. Yeah, because I was like, she looks familiar. But then, yeah, she was in The Stakeout. Huh. Your favorite episode. Yeah. yeah. One of mine. Which you talked about in our Patreon-only exclusive. We talked yes. about our top 10. No, sign up on Patreon if you want to listen to that. Yeah, that's right. And other episodes. Yes. So, Maud has also appeared in the movies, A Few Good Men. Fantastic. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. And the American president. It's a pretty good uh, pretty, trifecta right pretty there. Pretty good role. Pretty yeah. good movies, yeah. yeah Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I find her to be just like a parody of a classic hippie. Just like, a, no, Kramer. Blah, blah. Yeah, I just yeah. imagine her like... She's very spaced out. Yeah, very yeah. spaced out. She kind of reminded me a bit of uh, of uh, Jenny from Forrest Gump. You know, oh, just yeah. Just like a bit of a bit lost. Maybe yeah. she had a troubled past and she's, you know, mm-hmm. going out on the open road in the back of a van to smoke weed and escape yeah. to find herself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but not much more to say about those two. They're like they're Gen X hippies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, they were the kids of the true hippies. Yeah. You know, I reckon both of their parents were, you know, were hippies back in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, during the original... Um, the counterculture movement. Counterculture movement yeah, of the yeah, 60s. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're both like corporate sellouts now. <laughs> and uh, the kids are trying to emulate, you know, the romantic stories of their parents, maybe. Maybe. Yep. Uh, the last episode is... Oh, the, last episode. Last uh, sorry, character. the last character. Bit off it tonight. That's uh, me, me too, man. <laughs> last character is the trucker. The yeah, truck driver. played by Sharon Barr. Um, she is a theatre actor and a film actor. Uh, she achieved cult status in the 1970s with her participation in the neo-expressionist Off off Broadway movement. I didn't know off off Broadway was a thing. Okay, it's an actual thing. Huh. Uh, she was in roles in uh, in theatre productions like Women Behind Bars and The Dirtiest Show in Town. Huh. There you go. Okay. Neo expressionist off off Broadway. Right. She was a pioneer. 
Awesome. Mm, I didn't go. know that that was a thing. But in the 70s. No. Good on her. Good on her, yeah. For being I, the leader of a thing. I thought that was worthy of a mention. Yeah. So why not? That's very impressive. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, but good on you yes. for doing that thing. And she's appeared in episodes of TV shows Cheers, Full House, and Max Headroom. Awesome. Mm, Sweet. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I really like her character too. Yeah. She's, I don't like her as much as like Biker. nothing like a woman being able to... Yeah, nothing nothing it's sexier nothing, than a woman behind uh, a big rig. Behind a semi. Behind a semi, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. And she's like, ooh. Do you she, know how to double clutch? Well, she's clearly um, she's clearly keen on Kramer. You know? Yeah. She thinks she, Kramer's she, like flirting with her. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And she's probably like, you know, truck drivers can be quite lonely. Yeah. So she's probably been on the road, doesn't really... Yeah, have many romantic relationships, and then Kramer jumps on board, and she thinks, "Oh, yeah, she appreciates the uh, the flirtation, mm. and uh, yeah, the personal sort of conversation and contact." And it's very refreshing to see like a lady behind a truck, yeah. behind the wheel, you know. Yeah, it's I mean good. the you know the the cliche is that they usually like hairy old men, yeah, that's right, um, or just men generally. So yeah. yeah, it was nice, and I think Kramer commenting on that, like you know, there's not even though he's sort of semi objectifying her, yeah, you know, he he comments on her looks or how he finds it sexually attractive, but um, yeah, just the fact of showing that, I thought, uh, yeah, I I was like. Good on you, Seinfeld. Yeah, good on you, Seinfeld. Very groundbreaking for the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I listened to her accent a bit, and the closest... Usually, I'm okay with accents. Like, I can place them, or I can copy them okay. And I think she's from West Virginia. West Virginia. Because she's got a sort of West Virginian coal miner sort of ac- uh, oh, accent. Oh, yeah, right. I don't know. And I referenced uh, in uh, Silence of the Lambs, you know, when uh, Hannibal is, like, breaking down... Um, uh, what's her name? Clarice. Uh, Clarice. Yeah. When he's like, he's like, you know, I can, I can detect a West Virginia accent. You know, was your father a coal miner? Yeah. Like he, you know, he, he copies the West Virginia accent, yeah, yeah. And, and her accent sounds to me similar to that. So I'm guessing she's from somewhere up there. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's so maybe, maybe her father was a coal miner. <laughs> maybe a coal miner. <laughs> maybe, maybe she's related to Clarice. Maybe she's related to Clarice. <laughs> Clarice Darling. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if she was like, I've got a sister in the FBI. Yeah, her name's Clarice. <laughs> but you're not meant to mention that they're in the FBI. She wouldn't know, would she? That's true. Yeah. I, no, it's the CIA. Oh, no, CIA. Can, yeah. I think I know, the, FBI the FBI is like federal, federal yeah, cops. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, they're cops, but, you know, federal. Feds, I, I think yeah. it's the CIA where they're like, you know, I'm in that agency you can't Yeah, name. I work for the uh, the Parks Department. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> My name's Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I mean, Jeffrey's a spook. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we, if we ever do an Uncle Leo and Jeffrey episode. Uh-huh. We haven't done Uncle Leo yet. We, we haven't. talked about him, so huh. we'll do What's the Deal with him maybe next season. Yeah. And, I'm uh, going to dive into that one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can talk spook. about Jeffrey too. Yeah. We'll yeah. try and pick up like subtle clues. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, oh, He's always you? away. You never see him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's true. That's <laughs> true. We'll give it a crack. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I had about her was that she's been driving trucks for four years and I think she likes country music because there's country music playing, playing in the background. Yeah, Unless it's just right. the radio, but I think... Uh, you know, I'm guessing if she didn't like the country music, she would change the radio station. Yeah. Or maybe, mind you, in a lot of... I, I know in Australia, anyway, a lot of regional towns, there's a lot of country stations. That's true. So maybe because she travels through, like, regional areas, most of the stations, the AM stations, are probably like country music. That's true. So she just picks them up That's in the true. radio. Yeah, so she's yeah. probably just... And at the time, there was no, like, iPods. She probably mm-hmm. didn't have, like, a tape cassette player or anything in the in the truck so yep. she's like the radio's the only way that's true so you know when, when she tunes the uh, tunes the stations in she gets the country music most yep. of the time she tunes the radio and Kramer tunes her <laughs> yes <laughs> but he can't but, double clutch <laughs> and then I, I she looks very I love the look on her face when like the, the sounds are coming from yeah, the like, <laughs> she's like oh. do you reckon she kicked him out oh, she would have straight away booted him out of the truck because yeah. she's like can you double clutch and he yeah. goes yeah, yeah. <laughs> no you can't yeah <laughs> 
I think she that was... That probably damaged the transmission. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It's Kramer. Of course he got kicked out. Of course. <laughs> uh, that's all the secondary characters from this week's, this week's episode. Mm. The keys. Uh, after we come back from the break, we will talk about some Seinfeldism, Seinfeldia, and our top tens. Uh, Kramer, don't start. No, no. <laughs> You're wasting your life. I am not. What you call wasting, mm. I call living. I'm living my yeah, life. Well, okay. Like what? No, no, tell me. Do you have a job? No. You got money? No. Do you have a woman? No. Do you have any prospects? No. You got anything on the horizon? Uh. No. You have any action at all? No. Do you have any conceivable reason for even getting up in the morning? I like to get the daily news. Today, Stephen, we spoke about the season three finale, episode 23, I think. Yep. The Keys. And uh, we spoke about some secondary characters, some who I think are pretty forgetful, you know, like... Forgettable. Some, forgettable, yes. I'll forget, yes. <laughs> forget. Maybe they're forgettable. They're forgettable, yeah. Huh? What's my name? Kramer, <laughs> yeah, I mean, who are you, huh? Who's Kramer? Um, they're very, yeah, forgettable, but others, I think, stood out for me more than I expected. Definitely. Yeah. So, Stephen, out of 59 episodes, geez, next week's going to be our 60th episode we've ever reviewed. Crazy, yeah, huh? Crazy. Uh, out of 59, where did the keys sit? Number 51. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I really liked a few scenes yeah. in the show. Um, I loved the keys bit where George is like, huh? How did I miss that? Just the dry delivery of George makes yeah. me laugh. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cream is good in this episode, but overall, eh, pretty, yeah. pretty, I don't know, pretty unimpressive. I wasn't. I had the same mindset as you. Yep. Uh, for me, it's number 48. Okay. But I saw it as more of like an episode to set up the trip. Yeah. You know, to come in with this, you know, there's already the story arc from season three leading into season four. It's like a story that's, you know. Yeah. The trip's a very good episode. Yep. Yeah, the parts one and two. For me, it was just like a lead-in episode yeah. into that. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't hate it, but um, I just yeah. found it. I, if I never saw this episode again, it'd be fine. I don't really care. Yeah, you know, I never have. I'll never have the desire to think. Oh, I really want to watch the keys. Yeah, so fifty-one for you. Yep, and forty-eight for me. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, any top ten? Char- uh, any characters appear in your top ten? Uh, not my top ten, but my top twenty. Oh, nice. Yes, kicking out uh, Wendy's receptionist from the Kiss Hello. Yep. At number twenty, huh. the biker. Awesome. He's. Freaking sick. Little He's John. like another little John. Yeah, we'll call him little John. But yeah, um, not that little John. <laughs> okay. Okay. What? Wear a helmet. Okay. <laughs> Road safety. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I really. I don't know. I just, he was like American Tardy. He only he was only in it for like thirty seconds. Great delivery of his lines. Eric Allen Kramer was great. He did the role really well, and the way he recounted what happened to him, and you know, I loved his perseverance and his resilience, and. He just, yeah, he's like a vagabond, like you mentioned, and he just loves the open road. Good character. Loved him. Yeah, no, I really like him too. Yeah, number 20 for me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, none of them appeared in my top 10 or 20, but uh, yeah, I did like the trucker and the biker. Yeah, nice. And I've always always mentioned, like, characters don't have to be in, like, several episodes. No. They can just be in one scene, like Biker and Mary Cantati. Yeah, it's quality. It's quality. Yeah, that's it. For sure. And they're in. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any Seinfeldisms for the week? No, none for me this week for a second week in a row. Okay. Uh, You've got one, don't you? I do have one. So, there is a new Netflix uh, cartoon series called Paradise PD. I recommend it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You told me about that. Yeah, Yeah. it's pretty good. It's uh, it's sort of like Family family Guy Cross with Simpsons. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle there, without the uh, the weird (laughs) cutscenes. And there's an episode in there where there's a prop comedian. I won't go into the storyline uh but a cop on the force so it's about a, a really really uh inept uh police force uh-huh. in a town called paradise yeah and they're all just hopeless and they're all corrupt and they're all just <laughs> there's no money like they're all just garbage right 
Um, shit human beings. Shit human beings. <laughs> yeah. As part of a shit police force in a shit town. <laughs> yeah. uh, and one of the cops is a huge fan of the prop comedian that appears in the episode. Right. And he's laughing his ass off. And in the episode, he says, Haha, you've got nothing on Seinfeld. So that's my Seinfeldism <laughs> okay. for the week. So nice. not bad. Nice. Yep. Uh, and you've got Seinfeldier then? Oh, yeah, I do actually. Um, so, yeah, so every week, just to explain what Seinfeldier is, uh, we have a little uh, desktop calendar, and every day of the year has a little Seinfeld fact. Uh, and we read the fact on the day of recording. So today is September 13. Indeed. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld's manager, George Shapiro, sent regular letters to NBC's entertainment president, Brandon Tarkat. Tarkat. Oh, I'll start that again. <laughs> Brandon Tarkat. Oh, Jesus. Brandon T. Just call him yeah, Brandon, Brandon T. Tartikoff. Tartikoff. How do you spell it? T-A-R-T-I-K-O-F-F. Tartikoff. Tartikoff. You like Tark. I was like Brandon Tark. We'll call him Brandon Tart. Just call him Big BT. BT. All right, BT. BT. <laughs> um, and its head of development, WL, Warren Littlefield, uh, every time Seinfeld had a good performance on The Tonight Show or Late Night. In 1988, he made his strongest epistolary plea as Seinfeld prepared for his first concert broadcast at Town Hall in New York City. Call me a crazy guy, Shapiro wrote to Mr. T. <laughs> Mr. T. <laughs> I pity the fool. <laughs> but I feel that Jerry Seinfeld will soon be doing a series on NBC. He closed by, <laughs> he closed by inviting Mr. T to attend the Town Hall event. No one from the network came, but Mr. T invited Seinfeld and Shapiro in for a meeting. That's probably the longest fact you've read. Yeah. Tartikoff. Oh, my God. Tartikoff. How did I screw that one up? Yeah. Jesus. H. Christ. Oh, anyway. good. Uh, that wraps up another week of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> if you want to listen to older episodes, we're available on every podcast service, on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a five-star review or tell your friends and family about us, that would be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and we are on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Bidwabask. And uh, next week, Stephen, we're going to season eight again. Yes. Crazy. A classic, The Chicken Roaster. The Chicken Roaster. Kenny Great Rogers. episode. Yeah, very Love good. That episode. Can't wait to talk about that one. Yep. Yeah. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we have an email address, bibblebaskpodcast.com, a website, bibblebask.com. And we are available on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of your social medias. So say hello. Uh, yeah. And uh, get in touch. That would be amazing. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And we're off to LA to be on Murphy Brown. <laughs> so uh, the new series. Yes. In a week and a half. <laughs> My character Stephen Snell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should be Stephen Smell. Snell. <laughs> Smell. Smell. <laughs> Tartikoff. <laughs> Ivan Tartikoff. Actually, that sounds like a real name. Ivan Tartikoff. Ivan Tartikoff. Ivan Tartikoff. <laughs> and his friend Stephen Snell. Yeah, I prefer Mr. T. Okay. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah.